She stood three feet tall, with her strawberry blonde hair waving in the wind, wearing polka-dotted rain boots, when she vanished from her front yard without a trace. Welcome to the Crime Crossing Podcast. Today's story is one that I've been following from the start. I almost changed my mind about making this podcast as I was gathering my information from the beginning because of the ending. Oh man, uh, this is not one. This is this is just a really tragic and horrible story. But at the same time, I think this little girl has a story to tell, and I want to share her what I believe to be her little mantra and how she lived her life with anyone who will listen because I think that we all should include that more in our own daily lives as well. She no longer has the chance to share her kindness, but her kindness will continue to live on in all of the lives that she's touched during her short time here. This is a story of the tragic disappearance and murder of Faye Marie Sletwick. Faye was just six years old when she went missing from her front yard on February 10th of this year. The day had started out like any other Monday. Faye went to school and rode the bus home. Her mom, Selena Collins, met her at the bus stop and they walked home together. At around 3.45 p.m., Faye asked if she could go play in the yard and her mom said sure. And a short time path had passed and Selena went to check on Faye, but she couldn't find her anywhere. Selena ran frantically all over her neighborhood, knocking on doors and asking everyone she ran into if they had seen her little girl, but no one had. By 5 p.m., Selena decided to call 911 to report Faye missing. The 911 call is available online to listen to. I have heard it, and it, <laughs> it's, it's heart-wrenching, quite honestly, and you can just hear the sheer panic and terror in Selena's voice as she explains that her daughter is gone and she can't find her. And um, so if you want to listen to that, that is online and available. I'm not going to embed it into this podcast. Investigators from KC Department of Public Safety, the Lexington County Sheriff's Office, the State Law Enforcement Division, and the FBI began scouring the neighborhood right away. They spoke to those in the area to try and get some kind of lead as to where this little girl could possibly be. On Wednesday, authorities interviewed a man named Cody Scott Taylor. Taylor even allowed authorities to search his home. According to everything I found, Taylor was just a neighbor of Faye's. They weren't related. They weren't friends. They didn't have any prior documented interaction. However, even though they didn't know one another, as of now, he is the main suspect in her murder. Thursday morning, investigators decided to follow sanitation trucks in the area, inspecting each trash can's contents before they were taken away. One of the trash cans that was searched was near Taylor's home. Two key pieces of evidence were found in this trash can, a child's polka-dotted boot and a soup ladle with fresh dirt in it. Police searched a nearby woods, and it is there that they found Faye's body. Per Lexington County Coroner Margaret Fisher, Faye died of asphyxiation hours after she was abducted. 
It is not clear if she was strangled or suffocated. Fisher also stated, Faye Swetlick's death did not occur at the location where her body was discovered, end quote. Fisher isn't releasing any additional information to the public about the condition of the body out of respect for her family. DNA found on the boot and the ladle linked Faye to a man the officers were already familiar with. Cody Scott Taylor. Like I said earlier, I found no evidence or reports that Faye knew Taylor. So who was this man? And what could he what could be the motive behind this tragic crime? Taylor was born and raised in South Carolina. He graduated from high school in 07 in the top 10% of his class. He did begin uh, university, but within a couple of years, he had dropped out. At the time of the murder, he was working as a general manager of a Wingstop restaurant in West Columbia. He didn't have a criminal record, nothing that would suggest that this 30-year-old man would abduct an innocent little girl from her own yard and murder her in cold blood. This being said, People can be very good at hiding things, and just because someone hasn't committed a crime or hasn't gotten caught doesn't mean that they never will. Unfortunately, we may never get any answers as to why this unspeakable crime was committed, because on this same Thursday morning when Faye's body was found, a neighbor called 911 to report that a man was bleeding in the back patio of one of the homes near where Faye's body was found. This man was later identified as Cody Scott Taylor. Margaret Fisher reported Taylor died from a self-inflicted incised wound to the neck, and the death has been ruled a suicide. Basically, he slit his own throat. Oh, that's me adding that in there. There are a couple of other notes I would like to mention. When authorities initially searched Taylor's home, they found no evidence that Faye had ever been there. Taylor did have a roommate, but police do not believe that he was involved in Faye's death. I could not find any information as to who this roommate even was or is, so I don't have a name or any information on the roommate, but police as of right now are saying that they don't think he is involved at all. The area that Faye's body was found had been searched before. They do not believe she was in that location for long before being found. And like I mentioned earlier, the location that she was found in is not believed to be the location where she was murdered. So here are my questions and thoughts to throw them in the mix as well. If Faye's body wasn't in the location it was found for more than a few hours and police had just searched Taylor's home the day before her body was found, where had Faye been? Where was she taken from in the time after she was taken from her yard to the time police found her lifeless body just 150 yards from her own front yard? I'm hoping there will be more information on this case in the future because I definitely still have unanswered questions and I'm sure other people do as well. I would like to conclude this podcast with a quote from Faye's mother in Selena Collins' eulogy she asked that people honor Faye's memory by being more like Faye. And I quote, to be a little bit more kind 
to compliment a stranger, to dance in the rain, to stop and smell the flowers, to show just a little more love to everyone you meet, end quote. My heart goes out to Faye's family and friends. My thoughts and prayers are with you all. I also want to remind listeners that these true crime stories are just that. They're true. These are or were real people, and these victims and families deserve the utmost respect. I hope you all stay safe and maybe can be a little bit more like Faye during the rest of your journey here on Earth. I also would like to thank CNN, USA Today, and WLTX for the articles that I used to gather for uh, my information for this podcast. And thank you for listening. I hope you join me in the next episode as well.